Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Sligo Podcast episode 8 of season 3, we reckon. Episode 6. Episode 6, sorry. <laughs> uh, a bit premature. Joined by... Rasa Boyle and local oligarch uh, Ronan Mariarty yet again. <laughs> oligarch? <laughs> <laughs> chairman of a soccer club. So <laughs> Where do your funds come from, Ronan? You were giving, giving out about sanctions there earlier before the pod as well. <laughs> the fines. Welcome, lads. It's been two weeks, obviously, so a lot has happened again in the Sligo sporting world since we've been on last. And it was a long bank holiday weekend. And Cheltenham for yourself, Ron. Yeah, great week, great week. It's um, I'm still still not right for a minute. It takes a bit of getting over, but yeah, the old spent the old double bank holiday in town. Um, I think everybody was in good spirits. Um, also had a few Tuesday for the first day at Cheltenham. But, lovely, uh, lovely. Yeah, time was buzzing. Enjoyed the car park now. The weather, the weather was just about warm enough for it. Thursday night was freezing. Friday night it was cold, but smash hits were playing absolutely. Did warm anyone? Did warm anyone up? Ah, like such tunes. That like, a class. I was at them in. Taste of Dublin one year as well. They're just... Brilliant stuff. Yeah. I think... The Le Mans actually tweeted on Saturday morning they're the best band ever. And could they, be. They could well they be. could yeah. be, yeah. Some belters. I was, you want happy listeners with your lucky 15? Yeah. No. I met a few, yeah. Just a uh, shout out to Claude and Ruth uh, who might have lost a few pounds on that lucky 15. That was a bit of a whim. <laughs> a bit of a whim last week. But I didn't want to be throwing out favourites and sure, favourites were winning all over the show. They were. Um, yeah, long gone. Didn't do much myself now. Bit of football training, got up to a meet and greet with David May and Dennis Irwin Friday evening then, drove up and down, it was, it was lovely. a lovely picture you sent in of your... Yeah, myself and David May, we're chatting yeah. about all our old centre-back Center days, back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. how the game has gone, but uh, yeah, it was grand. A few Mayo Yahoos now up there in fairness. We wonder about Harry Maguire, two lads like on stage when they were talking about the treble in 99. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Maguire! Shut up, Maguire! It was a busy. Shut up, he's going to be talking. I actually wrote it. I wasn't. I don't know. I shut up. I shouted at it. It's a few hundred there. I spent a few hundred there. It's a few hundred there. The christening, and then we had the, the triple crown. Um, big big weekend now, very busy. I only found that after yesterday that they kept the Aviva open for the yeah. England game. Yeah, so it was, it was ridiculous. Unreal, like. It was like there was a good buzz after the match, and we were kind of thinking, 
what we do for watching the match, and then it just comes out in the PA. Uh, we will be keeping uh, limited bars open on level one and level three to show the uh, the France England match. I was like, oh, sure, happy days! Like they announced that, like yeah, they announced it, like, and then it was pandemonium. Though. <laughs> so yeah. we went out to the uh, to the bar, and I was asking the staff, I was like, what's the story? Like that's the first we've heard of it as well. Like, mm. so I think they like they more or less just finished up, you know, two thirds of the staff in the Aviva, one third stayed on, and uh, then everyone was saying, oh, this like it was kind of it wasn't much crack. A small enough crowd was dispersed, and then I don't know who some steward said to his mate. He goes, "You want to go up to the premium level, there, level three, like." And he, he was like, "Have you passed?" And I was like, "No, I don't." He goes, "Ah, you'll you'll fucking wing it, like you'd be sound." So none of the elevators go upwards at this time. So you have to get an elevator to level five, and then you get the steps down to to level three, and then you were straight into the premium, and the bar was open, and there was a massive crowd there. That's where me and Gordon, Gordon Dars were hanging out. Dars, Dars, yeah, yeah. Lovely, Lovely guy. No, it was good. It was, it was actually, look, most of those games I've been to in Aviva in the last year, um, like, no crack, terrible atmosphere. And, and was the game on the big screen, like? Yeah, it was. Oh, right. It was on the TV. People were still outside, People like. were just sitting out in the seats drinking, watching the game on the big screens. No sound, like, it was good. And, like, there was, there was a big crowd inside, and it was good atmosphere there. So now. It was a way for the pocket, though. The pints aren't cheap in Aviva. No, no, but you know what? I must compliment the pints as well. They're like, very they're, good. They're they're a New Zealand game, and they're delicious Guinness. Yeah. Lovely Guinness. Jesus, great now. So, um... Oh, we had a good, good skip there now, to be honest with you. And then it was... Well, some sort of event, there's a good flow on it, like. Yeah, there is, yeah. And I was at Leopardstown there after Christmas as well, and it was, there was a great flow, and the Guinness was lovely, actually, up there, so... Yeah. So um, when, there, when there is a good flow on it. That's very good, so... Um, yeah, lots happened since the last two weeks. Um, yeah, I'm more tired today than you. You were out, and I'm fucking fresh, and I'm Why don't come back to myself today, now, Very right? weird dreams this night. Oh. Um, I dreamt I was cutting the love triangle with... Um, <laughs> Little Laura Woods from Sky Sports and Joe Marler, the England hooker. No, no, no. But I was, and it was a very weird dream. Laura Woods was also my teacher, and I was about to play for the Common and Bunskill team in Crow Park at the same time. Right. But I was an adult. <laughs> but uh, Marler came in. What was Marler like? He's, he's like, like a nice guy. guy. He came in to give a talk in the school, and he's wearing hot shot, and she fell from him. He's raging with him, yeah. But you got, you managed to stay, still stay. I don't know, I woke up. You I managed to still stay in the mix, though. I think I did. I think the, the Common and Bunskill game had me in her eyes. Yeah. I, she, I, she, she's one of the greats now. There's a film in this somewhere. There is. Which one is one of the greats. I have one Actually, shout out to one, one of the other greats uh, in Sligo Town, Liam Bellew. Uh, Go on. We were out last Tuesday for the old Chatham, and Liam set his alarm for 8 o'clock in the morning to wake up to have a couple of fried eggs on toast so he could prepare himself properly. First for race at half one, was it? First race at half one. So he had the fried eggs on toast. Purposely set the alarm for 8 o'clock. At half 11, he tucked into a spaghetti bolognese. Um, and the story was in Foley that no, this will keep me going now for the day. I think you only made it to about seven forty-five. <laughs> so Friday's and spag ball aren't uh... oh, like the spag, the spag ball at half eleven now. I thought. What about the? Uh, the... He making himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So starting at half ten in the morning, making a spaghetti ball. It was great for chan purposes because like Liam Bellew spaghetti wagyu. <laughs> <laughs> It works, it works. We had a few different uh, variations on the end. But. We had another uh, f- uh, a listener of the pod, uh, Dr. Patrick O'Sullivan, who had a loaf of white bread. Dr. Before, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had the loaf of white bread before the, the, the 12 He had a full, a full, loaf, of, <laughs> a full loaf of white bread. Uh, loaf of bread for so good, man. Yeah, 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 what yeah, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, I just thought it was How so many slices in the loaf? 20 at length, two heels as well. Like. For that Tuesday, like, I would try and get up as late as possible because you know it's going to be a long day. Yeah. But he specifically wanted to get up at 8 so he could, he'd have the stomach for a spag ball at half 11. Be a lot of nervous tension waiting for five yeah. hours, wouldn't it be? Yeah, you're waiting right, yeah. I don't know. I was the guts would have had a nice once them first bits of beginners hits with it, the, the spag ball. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. The two yeah. boys were on the spintex, I believe, in Oh lovely. Oh something I noticed today actually. Um do you know if you're coming back from Tobacurry on the way 
to Sligo again. And just before Connery this week, there was kind of a V, not on the road, because on the side road, there's a few houses, and you yes. see a dog lying there. Yes, yes. He must be dead. Oh. I haven't seen him fucking once now. I only realised today. I go there. I realised last week, and I just come by saying he wasn't there. Wasn't there. Oh. So I to that dog if he is dead. The guy in will be there. Who? The guy in Charlton. Who's the guy in Charlton? It's always standing around the alley there in Charlton. I wouldn't <laughs> notice him. I go by every day twice a day. Yeah, nearly. Yeah, no, there's a guy in Charlton that's just yeah? waving. But halfway up through Charlton, there's a wee alley there outside his house. I think. No. Keep an eye out for him. I don't know if he's still there. Actually, he's probably dead too. Does anybody know actually? Is, uh, Let us know if that dog is dead. By the way, if you live out that way. And another question for our listeners from that Charlestown area: the JJ Finals is that open again for the pints, or is it just the hardware open, section open? I think the side door opened there last week, I think. But maybe he was just bringing something in. Okay. Because we're planning a trip up to Mayo way now in the first week of May. Mm-hmm. On a Saturday, we're getting a bus around up there. Yeah. Uh, going to go into Claire Morris to Jimmy Sloyne's pub first. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then work our way back down. To yeah, Sloan's. we did a, we, we a couple of years ago now when the, the form wasn't great after a couple of losses, we did a, a mystery a mystery tour. I remember that actually, yeah. And we got the lads on a bus and we visited all the pubs in that area in an evening out to Bunnanad in Charlestown. It was, excuse me, the great, great old bit of crack. So there's some looking at you in Bundad and a couple of rugby players fucking arriving in. There was, and we had a WWE belt with us as well. <laughs> and we, uh, we challenged, we asked them who was their best drinker in the pub, and we did a challenge with uh, whoever he was. They were necking pints with skull and pints, and whoever, whoever won the race got to keep the belt. So the, the belt was lost in, um, in Charlestown. Oh, what's the pub on the left-hand side? Just two Murray's. Of, yeah, Murray's, yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the belt was lost. So I think Shane McGuinness from Carrick was sent back in again to win the belt back. <laughs> Before we got back on the bus, so we, we sent him in, he got the job done. It was either, it was either Shane or Jake Sexton, but whoever it was, they, we got the belt back for us anyways. Yeah. That's not the first belt we've been drinking with around in places. We've got in Charlestown. Yeah, Charl- yes, that's uh, right. Charles Strand jersey on me on the Saturday morning. You did, and you had a, a fish, a uh, fish, fish on mitten. Yeah, an oven glove. An oven glove, has a fish. Yeah, which actually made it to some festival that we it were did. at pretty soon after. It, was, it made it to Rory Gallagher Festival. This 2006 now. We went into sort of pub. What could have been Murray's again? Yeah. Saturday morning, yeah. yeah. And we. I, I, Gary Clancy was with us. Yeah, I take Gary, it. I don't think he'd much sleep on board. And we were no, telling the lads in the pub in Charles Strand that he was a Connacht boxing champion. <laughs> and they were buying drugs. No, this is Charles Strand, yeah. I'd yeah. taken a Tour of Strand jersey from that the house party we were at the night before. And I don't know where we got a wrestling belt from. It must have been in the back of your car. It must have been, yeah. Oh, it was because of the photo. Yeah. <laughs> we put the photograph up, yeah, but we're in the pub, anyways, and there were, there's rounds being ordered for the champ. And Clancy was doing shadow boxing every now and again. This, <laughs> on, a Saturday, this is on a Saturday morning, like, yeah, yeah. after a Friday. And Charles, Jesus. What were you in the Friday night? You're the 21st. Uh, 21st of a girl who worked in the bank or Ross I never met before. Like, Sherry Ann Kelly. And, and Gary Clancy shout out. Never <laughs> met. Like. Well, actually, her father, he's an American fella, Katie's KD's bar. bar. Yeah, yeah, that's his bar. It was his bar. Right. Yeah. Sport. <laughs> you lost famous darts match up in Charlestown as well. Huh? So you lost famous uh, darts match up in I did? Yeah, sorry. Great things in Charlestown. On the way home from a character in Connor Cook, I lost a, a, a darts challenge yeah. against Killer Carl yeah. yeah. Casey. Yeah, yeah. He re- um, actually presented with a tea towel, I think, in Taylor's tea. There's a photo of that too. There's a photograph of that too, yeah. He, um, he took that very seriously. Yeah, well, he liked his darts, Carl. He likes his darts. Yeah. Um, he was trying to wave me there at the Rovers Dundalk game. He was stewarding the away fans. So, Good best of luck, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll go to sports. So, a bit coming up um, with Ryan McEnroe, the Strand Celtic manager, there in the Conoco quarter final this weekend against Athenry. Um, the the league is coming to a close, so a few weeks left in that. We'll chat with that, Marty. We'll chat with the Rovers, of course. GA, Sligo, scrape through Waterford, talk about that, Ross. It's been a few weeks since the rugby. It's a dark cloud over Hamilton Park. We'll get to that. The sun will shine again, mate. And um, <laughs> we'll have your sum up of Ireland's triple crown victory. But first, we'll have a bit of Sligo or not Sligo. Very quick fire. Sorry. 
We've announced a live show. Yes, yes. very importantly, um, actually. What day is it again? 22nd of April. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. It's funny. Yeah, it is. Friday, 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 Friday the 22nd of April. April. Yeah. Okay, Someone so, told me to compliment you on the... Hugh pen, The penmanship of... Yeah, did the, you write that, actually? I yes, I did, actually. Someone mm. told me during the week to compliment you on that. I can't remember. But you know what? I was actually... Calligraphy. Calligraphy. That's actually hilarious. Yeah. I looked at it and I said, Jesus, that's pretty good because my handwriting is atrocious. Yeah, yeah. it was very impressive, though. Yeah, yeah that's Someone good. did tell me to compliment you. I can't remember that name at the minute. Good stuff. Today, of course, with the official Sligo Wing cue cards for the night. We to fill them in. All our guests who originally confirmed have reconfirmed. We're very happy with that. Yeah, we thought we might lose one or two. Although McSherry takes you, he wants to know exactly what's going on, does he? He wants to know down, yeah. Oh, there'll be no sly underhand digs here, Mark. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll leave, we leave, the, we leave the politics at the front door. Yeah. Um, so 22nd, uh, tickets. If you have your tickets, you're you're in. I don't know where any more going to go on sale. I don't think so. Because uh, it's a limited attendance. Limited attendance. Might be a bit so, more now, though, with the... We might be able to get a few more in. But we might just... We'll see, we'll see. If people want tickets, give us a DM and we'll see what we can do. We can see what we'll do, so, yeah. Okay, uh, so that's the 22nd of April. We're looking forward to that. And yeah. our guests are... Raf Cotero, Alan Keane, Conor Mara, RF, Paddy Pearson, Frankie Feeney, Gino Boyle, and Mark McSherry, TD. Um, sensational. Very good. Okay, quick round of Sligo or not Sligo, lads. Okay, we're back with Sligo and Oslo. Quick fire this weekend, week, lads, because um, saving a bit for the live show in a few weeks' time and, of course, our other show. <coughs> our next show, anyways. <laughs> what, am I, what am I trying to say here? Um, who, who's the reigning champ? Uh, I am. Yeah. Ronan, definitely, yeah. yeah. Comfortably, he reckons. Yeah, look, a bit smug though, isn't he? Mm. He's given out of fellas with smug answers. And oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, that's later in the show. Um, yeah, so 12, 12, so 6 each. 6 each. We'll go quite quick, quick through these, yeah. So I'm staying with Ronan, I'm the reigning champ always starts, yes, that's the rule. Um, so Ronan, the Donnelly School of Motoring. Sligo. Question one. Sligo, yes, correct. Um, Ross, Brendan Tierney's School of Motoring. Oh, oh that's Sligo. It is, so that's the motoring questions out there, right? Yeah. It's a motor car. So you just drive oh. up the road there. <laughs> Actually, a real hotspot for the motoring yeah. industry here this, 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 this stage. That that's where I got the idea from. Patsy <laughs> <laughs> Gallagher drove by me earlier. <clears throat> Ronan, uh, Gordon Afola. Gordon Afola, could you spell the, the, the last bit? I can spell it all for you. Um, G-O-R-T-N-A-F-O-L-L-A. Not in Tygo. Correct. Mio. Uh, Ross, the River Duff. Not in Sligo. In Sligo. For fuck's sake. Up on the way to Van Noren, isn't it? Yeah. Ripped off. Oh, yeah. Um, Ronan, um, Max Fishing Tackle. <laughs> There's always fishing tackle. It's <laughs> 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 fishing tackle. Fishing tackle. <laughs> Max Fishing Tackle. M-A-C-S, is it? M-A-C-K-S. Oh, my, oh right. Um, that didn't really make me think it was. Not in Sligo. In Sligo. Yes. yes. With the road. Up yes. there in Bansal Air. She passed it in. It's like That's the actual, the first real fishing tackle. Scores are tied, four to go. Uh, Ross, the, I the, K, yeah. the Coleman Music Centre. Sligo. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Ronan Carroll Keel. Sligo. Sligo, yeah. Um, Ross, uh, the Lockbow Equestrian Centre. Oh, <coughs> in Sligo. In Sligo, yeah, correct. Um, Ronan Rock was there. I just was the, it was the question with the question. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a little trick that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was a pretty trick. Yeah. I knew Rock Bow was the question. Sticking with the question centres. Yeah. Ronan, uh, ride him cowboy at question centre. <laughs> ah. 
<laughs> Surely not the corn. <laughs> not corn. Not in Sligo. It's not in Sligo. No. Um, <laughs> Ross, uh, Pablo's beauty salon. Ah, it, Jesus Christ. There's about 10,000 of them in fucking houses there. Not in Sligo. Yeah. There's a man called Pablo fucking run the beauty salon. <laughs> I like, wouldn't know. Like, there's about 10 beauty salons here on the doors. People have to know just that previous one. Yeah. Yeah. Pablo. It's a crazy Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want a Brazilian? But <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Brazilian's still on the go. Sorry, go on. No. <laughs> actually, the other day when I was in getting the haircut in the yeah. place there, guys and dolls and Ballas there, um, the fella who was the Roberto's manager came in and he looked like um, Adam Sandler in that. What's that movie? On Hidden Gems. Yeah, yeah, like with the gold chains, <laughs> the black top, and he came in. Like, what was this? Sorry, this is in the hairdresser. Oh, sorry, right? yeah, so yeah, the yeah, manager yeah, yeah, of the yeah, come in, and he was like, "Hey, how's it going? What's the how's the haircut like?" He's like, "Maybe you need to get me cutting hair." So he left anyways, and then the lovely lady said, "Yeah, he comes in every day asking, can he cut hair? He reckons, he, <laughs> he was, reckon he's done a hairdressing course, and he wants to come in and do a bit." <laughs> It was, a, it was an enjoyable aspect of the haircut, yeah, so... Oh, that's good. Hope he gets the start. Right, just one left H. Uh, Dykes Disco Bus, Ronan. Dykes. Um, not in Sligo. Not in Sligo, right. And Ross, for you finally, um, Big Jabs Boxing Club. So the boxing club out there. <laughs> not in Sligo. Big Jabs Boxing Club is not in Sligo, yeah. no. A tie. A draw. So Ronan holds the title, uh, five H out of six. Not bad. So Ronan holds the title. Max Fisher is a bad one to lose. Yeah, especially yeah. when you put the K on it, on reflection, you put the K yeah. on it. Yeah, well, look, we'd have to go off seas. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bang in the steering wheel when you drive by it now on the way home. Um, okay, we'll come back. I hold on to the belt, like. Beg your pardon? I hold on to the belt. You do? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's be humble, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, we'll come back with uh, Ryan McEnroe, this Trans-Celtic manager's interview, and a roundup of junior soccer and the Rovers. Okay, ahead of the, our live stream on our YouTube page, of course, of the Conical quarterfinal on Saturday, Sunday, 2 p.m. in Strand Hill, um, Strand Celtic versus Athenry FC. We caught up with Strand Celtic's joint manager, Ryan McEnroe. Here's uh, a few minutes of Ryan looking ahead to the game on Sunday. Okay, we're joined by Ryan McEnroe, joint manager of Strand Celtic. Um, Ryan's with us ahead of the Connacht Cup quarterfinal this weekend versus Athenry. Ryan, you're very welcome. Cheers, that's good to be on it. Um, so Ryan, your joint manager along with um, the bowl, Aaron O'Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be listening to this later, so he won't appreciate that start already. Adam. It's all right, he can uh, text me. Or he can text, he can text at two o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Calling out Mark, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Calling out Mark as usual. <laughs> he likes to do. I don't he text him now, which is surprising. Um, yeah, myself and, myself and Aaron O'Doyle um, and James Hannigan have been looking after the team since about uh, October, November. can't remember. What dates or roughly when? But um, yeah, yeah, going going well, and we have the the quarterfinal on Sunday, two o'clock this Sunday. Yeah, so it's going pretty well. So how's the the buzz around Strand Hill um, for the game? Um, training going well? I'd say yeah. there's a, I'd say there's a bit. I'd there's a good buzz around amongst the players. Like Connacht Cup quarterfinals don't come around every so often. No. Um, yeah, there has been. There's been a great buzz. Even the last week of training has been very good. Um, this week now will be a big week in preparation for Sunday. Uh, the lads are all, they're buzzing, they're, they're hungry and they're, they're motivated, ready to go for Sunday. A lot of them, it's their first 
ever quarterfinal in the Connacht Cup. So it's a big event for them too. Yeah, and you're facing one of the favourites for the Cup, Athen Rai. Um, I think they've won it five times. Um, what's the what do you know about Athen Rai? Have you done your your homework on them? Uh, I do, but I, I couldn't really tell you though, either, could I? Um, but no, <laughs> there's a look. If we, we've done a bit of research on them, the Dem sure they've done the research on ourselves too. There, they're always up there. This this side of the this time of the competition, they usually get to the quarterfinals. Finals, semi-finals final. I think they won it five years ago, maybe six years ago. Um, yeah, they're they're a good team. They'll have a lot of experience. But after the last round, um, all we wanted, lads, was just was a home draw. That's after we got the home draw, we were just like, we don't really mind who we get after that. So we were just happy that the game would be in Sligo and in Strand Hill. Yeah, you got the home draw. So the, the Strand's here where we was, and um, as we know, we're doing the live po- live stream of the game ourselves on YouTube. Myself and my co-commentator Ronan here. Yeah, looking forward to having a go with you the last time. Yeah. Especially after what happened in McSherry Park a couple of weeks ago, the lads were having a pop at me, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, yeah, me, so not me, Mert. Not me, no, no fairness. Me, that was your last league game. Your last game, actually, was two weeks ago to Yvette Carter in 5-1. Five, 5-1, five five one, yeah. So, um, going back on that, you're on a serious run of form, Ryan. Um, how that must give you great confidence into the, the the game at the weekend. Like um, you're unbeaten in I don't know how many games, and you picked up wins against Carberry, Cartran, and everyone in between in the last few months. Yeah, like since about Christmas, lads, it was kind of oh, you just kind of said to the lads, "What do you want from the season?" And and in fairness, like they've they've reacted well. We're getting huge numbers to training, and there's lads away in college and, and working in Galway and Dublin, and they just come back you know during the week or weekends to train um yeah we t- the results have gone our way we've been you know we have been playing some some good football at times um but that just goes back to the lads they, they're as i said they're motivated and they're hungry and have been since since probably about christmas time tell me about dylan martin because i don't think he's talked about enough when you see what the goals he's hit this season Ah, he's been he's been brilliant. Like he's he's class, and he has your right, Jed. He doesn't get talked about. Um, I, I think he's second or third in the in the goal scoring charts at the moment. But um, yeah, like he he's just he, he gets any sniff of a, of, of a shot at goal or any chance, and he, some of the goals he scored have been outrageous. He's just he's been brilliant, and and it's, and it, like it's not just him up top. He's complimented very well. Um, like unfortunately, Aaron Boyle got an injury in the last round of the, of, of the cup, and um, just a freak accident went over in his ankle and, and fractured it. Um, but like, there's a couple of other players up, up top. He, Aaron's obviously going to be a huge loss for us. There's a couple of other players up top that have just really, you know, complimented Dylan Martin, I suppose. But yeah, no, you're right. He, he doesn't get talked about enough at all. Well, I was going to mention Aaron's injury next to me as well. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, poor Aaron. Oh, you, you, you've probably been talking to him about it, Edo. Uh, he, he's pretty good at about it, obviously. He's ringing but, me here right now. Uh, <laughs> of course he is. Hello, hello. That's a boy ringing. Buster Crack. I'm just doing a, an interview with Ryan here. Go on, Marty. <laughs> hey, did he not say, Mark, to me to, he, to tell me to be professional? I thought well, that's I know, exactly yeah, he's answering the phone here. That's all right. That's all right. Um, yeah, that's that's Aaron Boyle for you. He, um, as you know yourself, Mark, he's been he's been very good, and not having him on the pitch is a huge loss. But look, he's on the sideline, and he's been he has the experience and the knowledge as well. So it's a, he's, he'll be there at least. Yeah, yeah. Come here, and uh, I would say after the last day, you brought on a good few subs. 
you'll have a few selection headaches, I'd say. A couple of them, a couple of lads you brought on made a big difference that I thought actually you might have started the game the last day against us. Yeah, like, you know, like that, it was one of them games where you were coming back into it and we felt we had to make some changes. Um, and it was just like we have, we have, as I said, huge numbers coming to training and huge numbers coming to matches, Mark. So I don't think we started the same 11 back to back this this season and it's changing every week like the 11 starting and the lads coming on if you're not starting you're just itching to get back into the starting 11 and that's when lads come on and as you said they do a job when they come on because they're thinking in two weeks time that they have this cup quarter final and they just want to get into that squad yeah yeah no it's very personal even with just the strength of the lads that you actually not whatever the lads have started the times you got on now I thought even just made it like a big difference. There was probably one time there in the game, I'd say just before half time, where we that probably was our probably best 15 minutes there at 2 0, I think. You know, we probably could have scored a couple, but even I think when we got the penalty, that was 3 1. But even then, mm-hmm. I don't think we ever looked like at that stage we were actually going to go on, you know, and get a draw. I thought he actually even still looked stronger than us at that point. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to know. Do you know what, actually, probably like earlier in the season, like he beaten us the last couple of seasons by narrow odd goal. Um, but this, having the confidence that we, we know we we can beat you and we bet you earlier back was October, November, that probably gave us a bit of confidence too that, you know, look, we can hold out here. We, we can do it. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a tight, it was a tight game up to that, up to that stage, I think. Yeah, right. Sorry, I might have to do a bit of editing on this later on. Okay, my phone call there from Aaron O'Boyle. No in the background. Um, you should be talking. These th- 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 should know this. Well, I would have thought when the joint manager was told the other manager that he was doing an interview. And like that. Uh, he he's one of them lads. He's just he's just jealous. He didn't get asked. I think Aaron. He just said he just said he'd ruin it. His timing was ironic. Now, but, um, no, I not to wish you the best of luck. Um, looking forward to ourselves. And like it's great to flying the flag for Sligo later in the in the. In the Connor Cup, and we're hoping for a victory here, anyways. And mm. but I suppose there must be great communication between yourselves and Strand Celtic and the management of Clare Strand Hilgey as well. And that obviously gives you a great boost. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's really got us over the line the last few months. Has been the communication. And yeah. No, it's been a <laughs> since we've had the, your lads, the Clare lads, they go back. Like I think that's when our kind of season you know kicked off really because we, we started so poorly in the league and that was not that was down to the players and ourselves like we, we just couldn't cut we lost a few games we dropped points um and then as soon as like some of the you know, barry manny's Connor mcdonough like even aaron o'boyle the two darties when they came into the squad you can like they're they're just great footballers and that that's really boosted us on um yeah, the goal, squad that now even if them lads we're missing again. I don't think you'd be as worried as you would have been earlier in the season because you've blooded so many young players into the team. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I, I keep on saying there's young lads in this team, and it, it's just it's great for this team because the senior team because a lot of these lads, you know, um, would have played underage for the club and you know worked their way through the academy or whatever you want to call it, and now they're kind of getting the the rewards for it. So. Yeah, no, look, at, we're, we're buzzing for Sunday. You know, really, look, it was only today I started really looking forward to it. So hopefully we get a good crowd out on Sunday. As it stands, it'll be down in Strand Hill Community Park. Um, our pitch has struggled the last few months. So we'll see, we'll make a call. But we're just giving the pitch the best chance that the game will go ahead down in Strand Hill. 
and hopefully the pitch is playable. I know the rugby lads will take you up above if the pitch is not allowed down there. <laughs> surely, surely you should have been getting Morris on, not me. Like. The luck, <laughs> no more phone calls to Morris. Right, yeah, wish you the best of luck. We're looking forward to ourselves and thanks a million for that. No, Alex, thanks very much for all the, the work you do and I'll see you on Sunday, boys. Okay, that's Ryan McEnroe, um, Joint Manager Strand Celtic FC with Aaron O'Boyle, his uh, co-manager. Ronan, looking forward to our game on Sunday. We'll have a yeah, we brief look at it now, yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be tougher than my head. I did a bit of research there after I earlier. Not research, but I don't have a youth international. Oh, right. I'm not a youth international. Ex- a junior international. Okay. Sorry, he's called up to the current junior squad. Okay. Found that out at the weekend. They're top of the goal with top league. Which is no, no main feat. No, and undefeated. And like you're looking, obviously, that league would include Salt Hill, in my view. We, Salt Hill will be running kind of cup champions. We played them a couple of years ago. They were, I thought they were exceptional. So they're coming here with a bit of pedigree. But uh, I was very impressed to get by Strand against us, and I've been very impressed with them since uh, basically what uh, Ryan said himself, probably since Christmas. They beat us the week before Christmas, and they've been, since then, they've probably been, they've been very, very good, you know? Yeah, on a great run since Christmas, is right. Um, so that's on Sunday, 2 p.m. We'll be in the commentary box. Um, on our streamed live on our YouTube page sorry YouTube page, yeah. well, YouTube page we'll do, do a little bit of work before we will we'll obviously share the, the links for it yeah we'll get all the links up on that so um, it was a week off for you it was a week off for everyone Nato, yeah. Uh, yeah everyone I meant yeah, I meant you as a footballing community yeah, the community yeah the community had a week off to enjoy yourselves which is great so yeah look we're heading into the uh, so the Super League could be wrapped up this weekend we believe Super League could be wrapped up this weekend Carby struck the front there uh, that last week of fixtures they um, struggled away to a 12 0 win over Ahana. Struggled. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. They, uh, yeah, they obviously can't break it. 10 0, 12 0, was it? 11, sorry, I think was the right result. Genie um, Mac. Genie Mac. Yeah, impressive. Um, so that's, yeah, the shot above us after our defeat to Carberry, or to, sorry, to Strand. That was the last week of fixtures. So Carberry are now top, having played with two games left to play. They've got 50 points. We're in second, having played 21 games. So that's one game left on 49. And then Strand are back in third on 43, having played 20. So uh, basically, yeah, Kirby win one of the last two games to win the league. Uh, if we take a point on our last game, we'll finish second. And then there's two points between Strand and MCR in third for okay. third position. Down the bottom's where it's all happening. Down the bottom's where it's all happening, yeah. So um, <coughs> Marvel's relegation was confirmed. Um, they're on 11 points. Then when you come down to it for the playoff spot, um, Cliffney had a big win there a couple of weeks ago. So it's you're looking at... One team's going to go down and one team's going to go into a playoff between Ballymote, Ahna, Arrow, Harps and Real Tubber. So Ballymote runs, they've all played the same games, two games left each, Ballymote on 17, uh, Ahna on 18, Arrow, Harps on 20 and Real Tubber on 21. And there's a couple of big games down there, I think Arrow, Harps play Ahna this weekend, so there's, yeah, it's, it's as I say, one will get relegated, one will go into a relegation playoff, so um, I suppose we discuss the fixtures later on, but yeah, it's... it's it's the business time. There's two weeks basically left. The leagues and both leagues will be decided in, in, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So I suppose, unfortunately, from your point of view, we're expecting Kerry to lift the title this, this ah, yeah, weekend. Look, it went it did, like whatever chance he had of him dropping points once. It'll never, it'll, ne- it'll never happen twice. We kind of the day, <coughs> look, you know, the the beat us that that day. I think that was the day. Whoever won that game, I think was going to go on and win the league. Um, disappointing for our end, but like I don't know, like. I hear a lot of stuff of like, oh, Cartron will never beat Kirby or Cartron will never catch Kirby. This is only, only our second full season in Super League. Do you know, we came third the first year. If we get a point in our last game, we're going to finish second. Now, obviously, I'm biased towards our club. Like, but, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, people, yeah, I, yeah. I got a bit of grief on the, the, the night we were playing Strand about us. Oh, right. That we never catch anybody or win a league. It's only our, this is our second full season in the league. I think people forget that sometimes. 
because yeah. we've probably got to a couple of cup finals and you know we have brought it to two games to go here you know it's a pity I, it's a pity we couldn't bring it to the last day I thought the league deserved well, it to yeah, well it because it, it, I know back just say February time there was great excitement and then I suppose it kind of died down after Cartron or Car- we did beat Cartron yeah, yeah so um, and then like yeah, obviously we had to also like, had to play Strand who were obviously in, in yeah, form as well huge so. form so it would have been great excitement yeah well if it had gone to the last day, but it's not going to be, so no, it doesn't like, seem unless Raf Katero puts on a show. I do, and yeah, Marvel has to put on a show as well. It's the only thing. Marvel. But they need to lose. They need to drop points into. In, in oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. No, fair play. Look, I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not even. This isn't psychological warfare, but again, <laughs> they're deserved champions. To beat us twice, to deserve to yeah. like, you know. So it'll be five in a row. Uh, five in a row for Kirby. It's no No, no to have the motivation at all. to keep going back and doing it every year is very, very impressive. Okay, no but no matter what the level. Yeah, it's excellent. Talking about um, a league that may be over this weekend, the Premier League is gone nuts again. That's just yeah, craziness down there. Yeah, it's not, it won't be over this weekend. Anyway, there'll be nothing decided. No, no, actually, no, no. look at it. No, it won't be. Um, our beloved Chaffpool are still on the road. Our beloved Chaffpool are two points off the playoff place. Genie. And they're actually only four points off on a manic promotion place. So <laughs> we'll just go through it quickly. Callery probably have the edge at the minute. Uh, they're top of the league on 38 points. Uh, nine, they've all played the same games. So John's are a point behind on 37. Clanny are two points behind that on 35. And then Chaffield are a further two points back on 33. So still a lot to play for there between relegation, or sorry, not between relegation, between the playoff spot and the automatic promotion spots. And in two weeks' time, Coleraine and St. John's have to play each other. Buddy. Where do you get fucked off to if you're in bottom of the Premier League? Where, uh, if you were relegated from that? Well, back in the old days in the League of Ireland, you have to get re-elected. I don't know what that, I don't know what that <laughs> But no... I don't look. Uh, the same newspaper, Division <laughs> 1. Yeah, yeah. The old Division 1. There used to be three. Well, four. It was four when I started. Four when I started as well. Uh, a couple more um, A couple more clubs come into the league. You could be looking at three divisions again. Like, we have two full 12s at the minute. It's 24, yeah. yeah. Do you know, you can't. I don't, you could probably go to 12 and 14, maybe. That's probably the max you'd have to be looking at. You would have to look at probably three divisions then. You, well, 12 is the max, definitely. For, Second 12 is. I think max. so. For yeah, the local league. You're probably right. 22. But then, you see, if, to split it. Maybe if you got to twenty six clubs, you could probably have what ten, eight, and eight, maybe. Or would that be too little then? No, there used to, I know the bottom division used to be eight for a while, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just probably fourteen more, games. More, it's more than than the huge one, then. The only thing I'd say is I was just about to, like usually you know at the bottom of the Premier League there'll be a big chasm. There's now, not. Granted, there's a points chasm, but every I've, any, I've I'd say if you look at all them bottom three teams, Ben Bulbin, Valley Rovers, Drummer Hare, Gertrude, they've all beaten some. Some Bill Bowden, Beckley, yeah, fairly hammered Bet- someone. Gertrude, Valley Hammer St. John's, yeah. Gertrude Beck Colliery, do you know? So, Trump Hare Beck Colliery. Like it's, it's great stuff. Yeah. Sorry, what's going to happen up the top? We just got distracted there. Yeah, so um, basically, you got Colliery by a point, uh, St. John's second and 37, uh, Clanny are two further back, and then Chapel are two further back at them. So, there's, there's actually most teams have three games left to play in that league, whereas the Super League, it's a bit cleaner, there's only two. As far as I'm aware, St. John's and Colliery played each other the last day of the season. That'll That's be a, a hum, humdinger. That'll be an absolute humdinger. Where's that supposed to be? That would be in Colby. Oh, wow, and being Hazelwood on the grass. The wee slope. I think, now, I, I, I thought I read that in an email the other day. I hope that's true. So, anyway, we'll run through this weekend's fixtures. Do, um, do. For your predictions. So, <laughs> in the Super League, uh, Manor Rangers home to Cliffney. <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, that 2 0 to Manor Rangers. Yeah. Uh, the big one down the bottom, Arrow Harps and Ahana. That is a big one. Um, stalemate. Nil each. <laughs> yeah, that's a good shout. Um, Tubber at home to Carberry. Um, the pressure's going to get the Kyrie this weekend. Raf is limbered up. <laughs> live show. Um, 1-0 to Real Tugger. <laughs> Raf with a header. Raf with a header. Um, right. Uh, Merville at home to Ballastair. He 
don't know what kind of team Irvin can put out like from one week to the other. Yeah, yeah. I go back to them when they played Carberry last year towards the end of the season, but in 3 0. Yeah, yeah. um, they had some good results. They have, yeah. It's very strange. I don't know. Um, it gave them a little nod for 2 1. 2 1. And then MCR at home to Ballymote. Your beloved MCR, I should say. You love MCR. Mill Coach Road, yeah. Uh, MCR, Ballymote. At 3 0 to MCR. Right. Premier League. Never with two. <laughs> Clanny at home to Ballyolly. <laughs> Yeah, all, everything points towards Kalani 3 0. 3 0, yeah. Um, Chaffield at home, St John's. Oh, that's a big game. That is a big game. And, well, I might. And St John's won't like going out of the borough. That might be my Sunday morning game. To Chaffield. You'll be back for the live to commentary. Oh, right. You're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. You're not going out to Bunnaden. Um, Chaffield and Bunnaden, nothing easy there. 1 0 to Chaffield. 1 0. Who'll score? Hugh Marin. <laughs> Um, that'll make him bring you to 24 goals for the season um, then at 2.30 we have Carrick at home to Ennis Grohn yeah that's the one that everyone's been talking about all week um, it should be hard to separate them it'll be 2-2 I think uh, Callery at home to Ben Bulban 4-0 Callery and then Valley Rovers at home to Gertrude 1-1 and are you going to make a prediction in the big Conor Cup game um, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That and I obviously this massive pedigree, so you don't know. But Strandron flying for him. I think it'd be an absolute cracker. I'm going to go 3 3, and I don't know who's going to win the next time with penalties. Right, we'll quickly switch to the, the Rovers, Murty. Um, we'll go to the women first. They got their first win uh, down in Cork. Um, Jeremy McGuinness and Emma Doherty with the goal. You were saying Emma Doherty's only 17 years old? Yeah, I hope I have that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I think um, I went to the first game. Was that before we have we had a pod then? I went to the first. No, I, I don't think we have because I went to that game against DL or Waves in the showgrounds. That would have been after our last first game. only. Yes, yeah, yeah. they played Piedmont. But I was, very time, yeah, yeah. I was very impressed by them um, now in that game. And like I know DLR would be quite strong. And then, yeah, look, uh, as a member of the coaching staff said to me the weekend, anytime Rovers go down to Cork and get a result, it's a good result. Yeah, and uh, two ways. It's fantastic to get off the marks so early. Be it, you know, Turner's Cross or Porky Quave or the the, the Dyke. <laughs> I'm just thinking of places in Cork, really. Mosgrave Park. Mosgrave Park. Yeah. Many victories down there, Ross. Yeah, very good. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so two and win, and they're off the mark early enough because they've had the two best teams probably play. No, I don't. I don't know who's going to play, but the two teams yeah, you, yeah. you'd know the names of, and you to play Bulls on play Bulls Saturday in the showgrounds yeah, at two o'clock. So I think um, I think they got nine hundred and forty-five for the first game. So I'd say they're hoping to get a few more of them back. Whether it's picking up and all that, yeah, no, fair yeah. play to them. Great win down there. Yep. So well done to the Rovers women there off the mark. Um, good start st- uh, continues for um, the men. Although, yeah, a two-two draw on Tala. Um, never a bad result never a bad result but when you're two up I suppose it makes it look a little bit different but they're, they're, it's been a really impressive start Marty yeah. what was your feeling on the game on Friday um, I suppose like look we were lucky, we were lucky to be tuning up at half time it has to be said two great goals uh, Fitzgerald from Fitzgerald and Keane is on fire again actually I suppose last Monday Rovers comprehensively sorry yeah that was the last one yeah, three, um, yeah. Keane got a hat trick yeah we actually Keane was still 40 to 1 and running for the top I've seen there was a tweet put up about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so a few of us struck struck there when he'd had the hat trick um, yeah great win at home then uh, not that it was a free hit at champ I Finn Herbst were actually probably for the first 20 minutes no they played just long ball yeah yeah for the first 20 minutes Rovers didn't really do much and then they just struck, struck and that yeah, was, yeah. excuse me that was kind of it I was they, disappointed conceded though it was yeah and you know like there was like there was a kind of moment there where Harps had a half chance at 3-1. Mm. You know, but anyway, I, I, look, I thought it was comprehensive that game, but it, it was just, 
It was the first goal in a row, so it was, I think. But Before, it just yeah. it was a scrap, very scrappy for scrappy until that goal. Then which probably still not helping us. It probably helped Harps, I thought. Yeah, probably would have helped Harps. It was better. It was better. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's still, yeah. Hopefully now there's a good break on until that game on the second of April. So hopefully that. Uh, well, that's the women are playing this weekend. The women are playing on this Saturday. Yeah, fair point. Um, um, but anyway, yeah, Friday night. Yeah, two minutes up at half time. You're buzzing. I'd say half the time we were singing, we're going to win the league. Um, <laughs> but look, Ed had a great first half. Charms had had a lot of the play. Um, then they come out in the second half. The penalty, this, you know, do we always get that penalty in Tala? I don't think so. No, I don't think they do either. Um, and then look, it was just bad, total backs against the wall. Once it, it got to 2-1, it was going to be really hard to keep it to 2-all. Or to keep it at 2-1, sorry. And yeah, they scored it 10 minutes ago. And then like, even in the last 10 minutes, Ed makes a couple of great saves. I seen someone made a good point. I agree with it. Because I was thinking to myself, if Ball, Greg Bulger was there, he might have just took the sting out. Took the sting out again. Good acuteness. Go down and take your five couple of minutes here. Yeah. Couple of minutes there. Yeah, in a game like that, especially up there against them, like, it was probably it was a pretty a bigger game for them than it was for us. Like if they lose to us, they're four points behind and we've yeah. been in hand. Do you know, like, mm-hmm. I know it's very early. They still didn't get any points at home against them, which they would have. They'd, I'd say they'd always marked down as three points when they. Yeah, there's a bit of a top four fight developing at the minute, and we played all of them and. We've played Pats, Shams, and Derry away, and none of them have beat us. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Very true said yeah. to me during the week, they've had three draws, that's the same as one win. If you have three draws against the bottom three, fair enough. But mm. not against teams that away from home. rivals, away from home. But hopefully now the pitch, sorry not to bring you the pitch, but hopefully it doesn't backfire now when we actually suffer at home with the bad pitch against these teams. But I suppose, look, Shams want to play football and Pats, so it might be the same for them. Yeah. Um, hopefully now, just, the weather's been, obviously, we commented how good the weather was here today, so... Um, positively bammy positively bammy is right so hopefully now even then after the women's game Saturday you'll have a full, another full week of recovery on it as well so yeah um, yeah positive it's very positive like, it it's is a great start if you a bit it, of Atletico Madrid shithousing when it went astray now um, that's what I think you missed Bulger for there yeah you know, exactly just, did you see that stat that the game the ball's only in play for 11 minutes of the last half hour no traffic yeah, yeah. that's absolutely not 19 minutes the United players were so that's rattled, crazy they were so rattled the United players oh that's what you need. That bit of shit. Bit of shit. Yeah, but look, look, three wins, three draws. Oh, it's excellent. And yeah, it's unbeaten three wins. And as you said, the 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 results away from home especially kind of stand exactly, out. Exactly, yeah. So we have three home games in a row now. Rattle them off to me, Ronan. Uh, home to Shelburne, UCD, Bulls. I can't give you the exact order right now. I think UCD is in the middle as far as I know. Yeah. That, that's three arranged Bulls. Yeah. Seven points. Be a nice return from that, no? Seven points or nine points, yeah. yeah. Without getting too far ahead of us, I was like, Shall I know, I know. I think Bowles, Bowles have had a crap, or sorry, Bowles have had a shit start, so I went from crap. Polish house. Polish house is crap, and it's shit. Fucking terrible. I'm <laughs> taking over Ross's house. Uh, <laughs> my language isn't good, so I apologize for crap, and it's say shit. Shit. Why was I apologizing anyway? It's like crap. The only reason we called out on Twitter for calling the performance crap like. Bulls are coming after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crap. I'm kind of fascinated by uh, Damien, the whole Damien Duff thing. He's yeah. so angry, really. Right? Fuck. So you had them throw the jerseys into the crowd against Bulls. See that? After oh. the one all draw. He made the players go to the, the fans and throw their jerseys in like to celebrate and be like, ah. Get it up, yeah, the one I'll draw in Daily Mount. Yeah, and then yeah. they lose at home, train into Harps then next week. He'll be gone. Someone else tweeted out, he will be gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's good riddance because yeah. he's grumpy. They attack him with the, the sleeping giant, like. Yeah, uh, Shelburne. Yeah. Nonsense. Nonsense, nonsense. Yeah. 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 I seen they had a. They, Shelburne were playing bowls in Daily Mount last week. Yeah. There was 900 away tickets. 
And at six o'clock on the Friday, it's a mile up the road. Mm. Literally, it's like me walking from my apartment to the showground. From well, a bit further. John Condon, if it's really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's a mile. Between two grounds, it's a mile. And they couldn't sell out 900 tickets. Yeah. And you're telling me they're a sleeping giant. And they were throwing these jerseys into the crowd and all, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Damien Duff interview out the window. What's your race called? You were trying to line up for us, sorry. We're playing audio clip for you here, Damien. I'd like to hear what you think. We were offered kind of a Damien Duff interview, we were, but we'll, we might have the chit told. We're in checking that. And there was a lot of pints on board. I, 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 you I haven't know, talked to that man since. I haven't talked to that man since. I haven't talked to him since. Yeah, so things are. One last thing. What's the fascination with taking arms off when you draw games away from home? I would have took, took your arm off before the game. Like, where did that saying come from? Why would you take someone's arm? <laughs> or bite your hand off. Yeah, bite your hand off. Yeah, yeah, take your arm, yeah. I don't know. Good question. Well, it's just fascinating. I mean, it's always after draws away from home where you cut a one. If you're unreal someone offering something before a match, you don't say anything. He's <laughs> <laughs> nibbling on his arm. Like. I told you to take your arm off. <laughs> but, um, yeah, things are good weekend uh, overall for um, the bit of red women's and men. And I think there's a few youth games on. I need to get to a few of them, but it's just an awkward time yesterday. I know that. So I mean, the 19s were a good thing. Was it the 19s who played Shams yesterday? 3 yeah, 2, the lost. Shooter, a good friend of the pod. Yeah. Shooter reckoned the 19s were a good thing. The 15s were playing there one day. I drove by as well and was going to win, but then had something else to do. So, yeah, I must try and get to a few more. I'd say the standard them leagues are, are very good. Like, oh, well, they're well. the best players in the, at that age around that is, the, yeah, the level. Yeah. So, yep. Very good. Um, Roscoe, we'll come back to you with rugby. Yes, sir. Five, six, seven yards. The great bullock of a man, this fellow. <laughs> okay, Ross, um, since we were last with you, with, since we were last here. <laughs> um, In my you, sitting room. Yeah. We're, you're back on the pitch again uh, for the AI clash against Black Rock. You welcome Black Rock and two ex-Sligo men to Hamden Park. And unfortunately, it was yet another defeat, Roscoe. Yeah. And another so disappointing day. Um, 31-13 to Black Rock. Yes. Um, talk us through it. So look, it was it's a really tough it was a really tough game. There's been no easy games for us this season. Very competitive league. Um, we played very well in the first half, and we were well in the game at, at half time. Um, we def- we defended quite well, scored a really good try. Um, just uh, our lineout kind of didn't function uh, well. Um, Blackrock probably played the conditions a little bit better, and you know I think we were worn down a little bit, and they, they kind of broke free towards the end of the game with with some good tries. Now the first try they scored was it was a, was a really good try as well. So. Um, I suppose that really puts BlackRock firmly in the, in the hunt for the top four and unfortunately our aspirations of the playoffs now that's finally put to bed now mathematically we won't be able to uh, break into that top four kind of in a bit of a limbo now I think we're we're fairly safe now from finishing in the bottom two either um, we're, we're sitting on we're in sixth place now on 34 points three games left to play um, Ballina ninth on 22 points and Galwegians are um, at 10th on 11 points um, so basically what happens now with the bottom two teams um, sorry Malahide are 8 on 23 points so one point between them and, and um, Ballina so they're going to have a bit of a dog fight there to, for that for those bottom two spots how many well, points are you on again sorry pardon how many points are you on again 34 34 yeah 34. so basically with the what happens at the bottom two is they play each other home and away and it's um, score aggregate aggregate love yeah. that oh, yeah. Yeah. love that it's, it's a wild one isn't it played a minor B championship game against Bundadden over score aggregate um, the battle Kieran Donald was reffing mm. and there was wild scenes in the second game <laughs> when the scores weren't totted up, totted up properly yeah. Did you win? We drew the first game so the, the, the permutation should have been very simple for the, <laughs> for the second game but yeah. we ended up winning but I don't think we won I mean, we ended up winning to be charged that year 
But anyways, sorry, Ross. Um, no, so, yeah. so that, that's the situation now. In the BlackRock game, there were some positives. Some, like, look, there was a massive individual performances. Ross Hickey, who's been in serious form um, this, 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 this side of the season, and he's, he's getting a lot of games in a row, um, which, which is the more he plays, the better Ross performs. Uh, he, was, he was our man of the match, voted by the players. Ryan Feely scored an individual effort, as, as per usual. He does the individual efforts, he does the team efforts, and then Hubert Calvary finished off a nice break from um, Guilherme. So there was some there was some good attacking prowess. Uh, Ewan Brown, usually so accurate with the boot, and you, you could put your house on him. He just had a bit of an off day um, with, with a couple of kicks. Now, none of them were gimme kicks, but I suppose with Ewan, his kicking is so good. Do you think nearly every kick is a gimme kick with him? Um, so, we, we, you know, potentially we could have been in the hunt there. <coughs> We, and we were in the hunt until the last 15 minutes, um, but Blackrock were fully fully deserved for their team, for, the, for their victory. And, um, it's, a bit of power, Dad. They had a bit of power now. The two ex-Ligo lads now are they're two hefty lads. Like They're adding a lot of considerable bulk to that um, Blackrock. And I don't mean that in an insulting way. Like They're just two big units at a, at a lot of things. And Blackrock really played a real old-fashioned kind of style with their pack, really uh, focused on the set pace, the scrum. And then they had a couple of, of, of backs with a bit of polish, and, and, they, and they scored some nice tries. Um, like there, there, it has been a tough second half of the season. We, we've used a lot of players. We've we've had injuries, but we have to realise as well. Like I suppose at Christmas we got really excited. The top four was looking like you know we were, we were second going into Christmas, and probably thought we were a bit further ahead than we were. We had to appreciate we had a new coaching ticket in, a lot of new players in, a lot of new young players coming through as well. So it'll stand to us for next season. A very tough league. We have three tough games left we're going to Malahide this weekend now Malahide fighting for their lives okay so like that's, that's an absolute must win game for them and we've done Gannon at home the following week which is our last home game of the season and then we go away to Wanderers who are fifth at the moment who will be fighting for the last day so like arguably Dungannon will know if they lose next week as well that they could potentially drop uh, dragged into that bottom bottom two. So three really tough games left, and it'll just be an opportunity for us to put a put a positive note onto the season, and you know for us to really you know get get, get something out of it and get a bit of momentum for the, for next season, and we'll rebuild and get ready for pre-season. I have to give a shout to the two Sligo boys who looking on Kieran Cassidy and Matthew Cosgrove playing for Rock. I was at the game. I didn't even notice Kieran Cassidy scored a hat trick. Yeah, that's 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 outrageous. And the same thing as well. I was watching the game as well, and it was only when I was told it in the clubhouse afterwards as well. I didn't notice it at all. Yeah. And like you were obviously watching out from the whole game because he is yeah. like a lad, so that's crazy. Um, after Cosgrove was at number eighty, he had a fifty twenty two. Yeah. So they really rub the salt in the wounds. <laughs> the boys, the boys <laughs> put on a performance now. It breaks your heart, you know. But if they put in a good professional performance, they they were obviously up against their their, their home club and knew the eyes would be on them, but they they, yeah. they stood up to it. And I, I think Blackrock were probably hurting from that last minute victory we had against them up in uh, up in Stradbrook. Um, yeah, it's Cosgrove now with his uh, divided loyalties. He done the first celebration when they scored the first try. <laughs> Blackrock. Yeah, it wasn't very veiled, was it? No. <laughs> yeah, fist pumping going on inside, no hot. Yeah. <laughs> ah, look, you support your, t- your son's team. You do, yeah, yeah. And continue sponsorship of the club as well. Appreciated. <laughs> but, um, so that's all you said the ladies were playing, are The ladies were playing at the weekend now, so this is our first season with the, with the resurrected ladies team. And they my nickname, no? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> not yet. I'm not even going to try and put one on them. <laughs> um, the so, <laughs> the uh, 
<laughs> I'm not putting the nickname on. <laughs> well, you put the seagulls on the, the, the seagulls on the, on the lads, yeah. The, the third <laughs> so they, yeah. So they got a they, they got a, a day out in the, in the in the sports grounds last week. They lost twenty points to seventeen to Westport. Now Westport are a fairly established team in that league. It's like they were they were they were winning it and they were actually pushing for AIL recently enough. Oh, right. So, so it's, it's it, and I know a lot of the Westport players they moved on to Galwegians um, and but they're still they're still a pretty good outfit. They've been, you know they're, they're established. Was that kind of initiative to get? They were missing games in the sports. It wasn't a special cup game. It's the plate. Like, so oh, obviously right. the junior cup, then you play. Similar to what our juniors are in this this, this Sunday against uh, Ballinasloe. So they actually... Jeez, that sounds like a humdinger. Yeah, yeah. They, so basically, they, they, I'll finish off on the ladies first of all. Like, Sorry, they, yes. they were... Um, they were 17-15 up, probably with about, I'd say, 10 minutes to go. They were looking really well, and I think they, Westport scored a, scored a try to put them 20 points to 17 in front, but Sligo were uh, attacking the line in the last play of the game, and then a penalty were awarded against them, and, and Westport kicked it out. But huge pressure, and like just really nice for the squad. They ended up having 30 players um, this season that they used. 11 players was their first time playing, playing rugby in, in general. Um, so, like... It's just a really good experience for them. I know they didn't get the trophy, but like to 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 get a medal in the sports grounds presented to you after playing a match will really stand to them, and hopefully it gives them an appetite um, to come back next year. And the other big thing as well is our under eighteen ladies actually had a forty five nil win against Clare Morris in, in the in the in the semi final of their cup competition. So there's a fantastic crop of girls coming through from the under eighteen. So. Stuff. Really good things happening there, and shout out to to Guilherme Cogetto, who's, who's been coaching them, and um, uh, Kathy Kathy Mills and uh, Jim McConnell, who've been looking after them. So thanks thanks for the hard work, and uh, to the girls, you'll be back, you'll be back, bigger and better next year. Um, what has happened? Okay, the grammar. You love the grammar, Ross. Uh, picked up yet another senior cup. Another senior cup. Yeah. Um, How many is that? I don't know how many it is exactly, but it was their first one now in a, in a, in a couple of years. You captain the grammar school in the senior cup final, Ross? Yes, I did. Adrian against the Jazz. So, yes. so who, who, a repeat of last week's final. Yeah, yeah. So, so was that, that was nice for them to get one over in the Jazz. So um, Jazz also bet Summerhill and that year, uh, three years ago, when I was coaching in the final. So the Jazz are a bit of a bogey team for me. So I was, I was happy to see them get to get bet because it, they were, um, by all accords, the, the big favourites going into it and uh, talked themselves up quite big and... Um, grammar just a really, really, really. Um, I don't think too many real individual players like they just played as they a real team. The whole, every game of the season, the defense has been serious. Like, and I was talking to Jimmy Gavin, their, their head coach, after the match, and he was just telling me it's defense, defense, defense. Um, they stuck in there. I think Jez had the lion's share of the possession. And that sports ground is always a ridiculous wind. Like you know, there's all, it's always a game of two halves there. So they really stuck in it. I think they turned over a lot of ball on the line. The grammar they defended, and then they, they took their chance and they scored a try in their last last play of the game um, to, to win it 15-10. So um, you know, well done to them lads. A nice nice feeling to get a, a senior cup, something they'll remember forever. And also shout out to Adrian McHale was on uh, commentary duty, mm. Ocean FM. So it was it was good to, to hear old age on on, on the comms. Uh, he did a great job. Um, so well done to, to, to Jimmy Gavin and, and, and the lads on, on a senior cup. Could I just to stick on the camera for a second, Ross? Um, there was a tweet up from Ocean FM just before the game with the grammar song, Ronan. The chant. You've seen the tweet. The Ocean of M Hope. Oh, yes, the yes. What? Could you just relay that? Uh, I do. I, no, that's, that was after my time that chant came in. I'm not really sure what it's about, to be honest with you. What was the chant? Or when we die or something, isn't when it? When we die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I we'll get someone in to give us. Well, there's someone to tune to it because it just yeah, they, 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 they do they do a thing they get into a huddle right. Usually out there just what the world yeah, it's well, it's, well, 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 usually it's, a, it's it's quite cool to look at. They get a huddle and they the players the players all duck down when the man in the middle shouts it out and then he ducks down. The players all stand up. It's a synchronized kind of a chant. But what are the words there, Rascal? Or, or t- 
It should be in the podcast WhatsApp group. Was it a tweet link though? It was a tw- no, it's just a tweet, I think. I wouldn't say something though, a good chance really you can galvanise the team. It's it's uh, gives you some nice momentum before and after matches. No sign. Okay. Look, we'll find that. Yeah. Merton, come back to me. I've got one or two other things yeah, to think, so I'll keep looking there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do um, find that. Before we go into the Ireland match, of the shout out to, to Tom Gunley, the Kalani man played for the Irish club's uh, selection last week in rugby league. Um, so he is... Very um, good. Yeah, he's hoping to now. He's, he's, he's not, they're not far off the name in the final squad for, for this, this set of series coming up. Like So he's, um, he's, in, he's in with a, sh- a fighter's chance of, of, of making it. Where so. does the belt Tom play in rugby league? Jeez, look, I wouldn't say I know the position's off. Like, I, 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 you'd assume a prop, wouldn't you, as well? But probably not. I, I'm not sure. The prop in rugby league is kind of the... He's non-stop. Yeah. yeah. Ball carrier. Or probably second yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So, I, I had this thing. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Give it a so chance, yeah. So, let's see it there. Sorry. Uh, like, I, I wonder, does it start to, like, to tune about when... Why say it? So, so <coughs> I go, oh, when we Right, die. I'll repeat it. So, this is the grammar's chant, okay? Yeah. Oh, when we die. Oh, when we die. Let it be seen. Let it be seen. We're 15 strong. We're 15 strong. Our name goes on. Our name goes on. And then... The, the grammar! <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Up there in the five worst chance of a round. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let me be, give me an S, give me, a, give me an Umber Hill. <laughs> Very good. So that's cool. Um, actually, no, so it's a bit bad. I think Summer, uh, Grammar bet Summer Hill in the Junior Cup semi final. Sorry, I missed that as well, yeah. Uh, in, 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 in the rugby tight, job. Pardon? What that finished, it was tight that game, wasn't it? It was tight, yeah, it was one score in it. Score it was a landslide without their work, and rarely, and I just didn't get out to it. Um, so the. the, the the bragging rights off schools rugby is up the mile. Up the mile, yes. For the grammar. Um, the country is in hysterics about this triple crown loss. Everyone's talking about it. You tuck it in. Tell us about the Aviva on Saturday. Look, we, we spoke about it earlier. Uh, the atmosphere was good. I was at a, the, Wells, the Wells match earlier in the year, and um, I just thought it was really flat in there, you know. And like I was, I've been at matches over the last couple of years there, and it is really flat, but it just it was actually just a good buzz around the place. I think everyone was just enjoying the good weather as well, and... Um, the match was actually brutal, I thought, myself. The, but I had one before. I, I thought I had very brutal. one by 16 points. Yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah, but that Scotland team were brutal. Um, sorry, they, they played well, but like, the, you know, the Scotland team were the best team in the world for always talking about the, the positives. And they're losing every week and, you know, they, they always say it's a great performance, great performance. But I think they went heavy on them this week now. I think, I think this week they actually went heavy badly on them. So they, they, the coaches came out afterwards and said, Dugger Townsend, oh, it was the best week training we had now. So the lads went on the, the board the week before. I heard that, yeah. So I heard a WhatsApp of what happened earlier, some Scottish voiced WhatsApp voice message about what happened. Trust me? Yeah. So basically they were all... They, they <laughs> was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Ali Price's 50th game, so they had a few beers on the plane coming Tingit, back. what's his name? Um, so Dan Bigger... Um, oh, sorry, not Dan, Dan <laughs> Russell. Finn Russell. Finn Russell, yeah. Finn, Finn Russell. Finn Russell, 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 Russell be trust, trusted. Oh, so this would happen the world. So Finn Russell t- took the piss completely. So what happened was supposedly uh, they all got back in Edinburgh. They were drinking on the plane and they said they'd go into town. And I think some coach, some of the backroom team said, lads, you know, it's a down week. You have a recovery day tomorrow. Um, you know, it's not, on the, it's not on the itinerary for the week to go out for beers. You go out for beers next week. So I think... The six players that were they all went out regardless anyway. So yeah. about an hour into the night, they got a phone call saying, "Listen, lads, if you're not back here in the hotel in an hour, you're all dropped, and, and that's it." So five of them come back. For <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the next morning, anyways, they did their recovery session at eleven in the morning. No sign of Finn Russell was supposedly. Uh, he went back to stay with the parents that night. That was what he, <laughs> didn't turn up for the team session. Some sort of COVID bridge last year as well. Though. Yeah, no, he was he was out as well. Like. He's meant to be a bit of a character. <laughs> well, yeah, there was on. I think it was off the ball today, and they were like. 
the question was, can, can Finn Russell be trusted? <laughs> no, obviously not. Probably not. That's <laughs> yeah. right, lad. Yeah, the game was kind of shit. Yeah, it was. I was telling you, it wasn't great. Like, if so, if, like, it's a good complaint, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so think, one, yeah the thing is, right, as I think, like, to get that win, of putting that much points on them and, and not be happy with the performance, right, yeah. is a good sign. Against England, they did some really good things. I know the scrum was the big flashpoint afterwards, but, like, the World Rugby came out and acknowledged that, you know, a couple of them penalties probably should have gone the other way around, that England were wheeling the ball and, and that there should have been scrum resets or that Mar- they were Mar- actually Mar- Yeah, so look... Joe. Joe Marley, yeah. Something was on his mind. So, the England game, was obviously a lot of, you know, they got the win there as well. The Italy game, I don't think they were brilliant against Italy as well, but but the thing is, like, probably happy not to have the Grand Slam because, you, like, what's happened to us before in the World Cup year, you think you're unreal, so let the French have it. You know? Let them go in there as the favourites and see how that pressure... But they were very impressive that that said but you still know that there's a, a robber in them like Wales should have bet them last week yeah. should have bet them like like comfortably should have bet them um, they just butchered so many chances to score um, look, look Ireland's been good they've brought in some new players I love Mac Hansen now and like James Lowe has been rejuvenated this, this year as well and Conway is playing the best football so I think we've got some really good attacking players now we are actually playing attacking rugby and we didn't score anything free flowing at the weekend and we let, we're worried about two or three line breaks compared to other weeks but um, Hugo Kane is getting better at every single game again is, is tackling to the corner now Stuart Hogg as well 2v1 should have passed it inside and it would have been 14-12 at that stage yeah. Sexton's such a rat, like he came over to them patting on the back, like, what's the yeah. score, mate? What's the score? Like, lovely, <laughs> lovely stuff. Yeah, but I enjoyed the Italians on Saturday. Oh, I was going to do a shout out to our uh, Italian cousins, that's my last thing. Um, brilliant, brilliant win. I was bored. I got up in the chair when I got it. Did you see uh, Josh Adams gave the medal to him? Nice touch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Soft. The man scoring the try and to, to Ness and Dorman, no? No. No. Ah, no, 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 no. I got me tingling now on Saturday night after, after oh. the two heavy days in the beer. <laughs> Ness and Dorman is just a powerhouse. Love it. Used to request that notion of him when I was on a <laughs> We should try and finish off the show to it at some stage. Um, but uh, look, as I said, it's going to be um, the, the trip to New Zealand will be class. Some the best, tour, it's the best tour you could have at this time of the year. Go over there, bring ten fellas that you give, give them, throw them in the deep end into the into the frying pan, see how they react, build a bit of squad depth. I think we're looking pretty good around the squad. Like I don't think they trust Carberry still. When you bring them out five minutes to go, you should be giving them twenty minutes. You put them in there under pressure. The more times he's in there in pressure situations the better it's going to be for him like, and they still wouldn't take Sexton off the weekend they put him in a fullback you know mm. um, so that's just there still is a little bit of worry there about your second choice 10 props I think is our big issue now I think that's the biggest issue at the moment is the, the second choice and third choice props <coughs> if, if Porter and, and Furlong are to go out I don't think that um, I don't think that Healy and Kilcoyne and, and our beloved Finley are, um, are, are, are world's world class or world cup winning calibre especially against big South African packs or French, the French prop, props and monsters. So I think that's we need to go off and unearth a couple of big old hoes to, to plug them in over the next 18 months. But under-20s, finish on that. Grand Slam. positive, yeah. Very impressive Grand Slam performance as well. Uh, playing good rugby there, Richie Murphy's side, and some, some quality players that he reckon will come through into that senior team in the next, in the next couple of years. So it's, uh, it's a lot better to play Irish rugby than it was two years ago. Very good. Good weekend. Um, for their honey show me here. <laughs> no, Burke has a bet on uh, <laughs> Ado Den Hag tonight. No, sorry, yeah, Ado Den Hag against Telstar. Because after sending me on a picture, he's like, Ronald Koeman's in goals for Telstar. This could be anything. So I was like, obviously, he's not the actual Ronald Koeman, but turns out it's the son. 
Don't write him, Mr. No, I thought it was from Robert. I thought it was from Russell or Sherry. Sorry, yeah, that was just. Uh, <laughs> 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 Honestly, his nickname is White Chocolate. White Chocolate. White Chocolate. Lovely. On that, we'll uh, come back with a wee wrap up for the G here. <laughs> Chance here for Jesse Sloan. Can he score? Yes! Sligo! Okay, it was a very busy last few days, actually, um, in the GA scene, uh, county wide. Actually, the underage. Minor leagues kicked off. Club, yesterday, that kind of snuck up completely. Yeah. I only found out on Sunday, and the uh, under-15 thing starts this Thursday, so it's all going now again, and the fixtures are out for the first rounds of them more-up competitions. When's that? First week of April, um, and the league fixtures are actually out as well. So, yeah, it's all go. People can plan plan um, their next few weeks of matches. I think we have Callery in the first one, a big tussle between us two, aren't lovely, we? Lovely, lovely. Yeah. We won't be talking to each other for the week of that before the big North Division <laughs> round one. Uh, more freaking. I'm all about this. This is the new championship. <laughs> this is the real championship. <laughs> There's no like facing off like North versus South. No, no, just one. the winners of each, the top two go to the final in each division. And then it's not like, do you remember the old junior championship actually where it was North, South, East uh, and then went to the, the junior winter, championship. Yeah, yeah. That was good, yeah. I played a game one the year with fucking Eugene McHale corner forward for <laughs> for Grange. What age is he like? <laughs> a few years on it. Yeah. Anyways, so we're going to start with the footballers. Um, since we were last on, they had that very comprehensive win against London. I thought they would win by around 12 or 13. They won, they won by 20-something. I thought they would, the firepower they had over London. But so it went away from that in quite good form okay. from Merkridge Park until got the result in from you were there, Roscoe. I was there, yeah, enjoyed it. Where No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the London game. Yeah, I did my part. Is it at the, at the London game was like it was at twelve o'clock, went away and Cavan were beaten by tip at home. So that put a massive dampener on the mood. Um it took it out of our hands for promotion. So we went into this weekend and then Cavan actually only they played earlier by only by London by a point which even makes it a bit more sickening again because yeah, yeah. Sligo's score difference is so good I know I know it goes head to head so but if teams were joined it might end but so Cavan are promoted and Tip um, it's in their hands now they play London next Saturday but Cavan are playing Carlo anyways we had to do the business yesterday to bring it to the last day and bet Waterford by 15 points to 111 in Fratter Field um, got a few complaints from a few people at the game that goose shit was all over the pitch Jesus uh, one of the worst inter-county pitches I've seen in a while I said so is Fratterfield in Dungarvan? Walsh Park is the, the that, main ground and that's over there yeah Fratterfield Fratterfield in Dungarvan um, which is right on the sea there very specific that it's goose shit goose shit yeah, yeah. so the geese must have flocked in from the, the bay and done over there. Yeah, I've had a, a, a few instances of good shit myself in the past. Um, our old soccer pitch, <laughs> Clare Rovers, and Lachine used to be peppered with goose shit, and we'd uh, go clear it one Saturday for a Sunday game. The game couldn't be played if the goose shit wasn't lifted. It must be some special, anyways. That's I pepper dashed in goose shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but yeah, that was the complaint. The pitch wasn't in great nick, but a, a strange game, slightly look under pressure, and. Um, Niall Murphy missing the course is big. Pat Hughes is out as well for a while. Eddie McGinn is still out. I know Peter Laffey got back in the bench. Pat Spillane is also still out. So they were going down there without a few other big hitters. But um, And Waterford started very well and we're in a five-point lead. They got a man sent off then. And Sligo just reeled them in. Carabine again kicked off, uh, was kicking the points over. He was calling that London game. Very good, yeah. Very good. Player, yeah. Very good. He's, he's really he's getting better every game. He seems to be. He's just being excited. Nearly every week there's red cards. 
there's a lot well this was when we got to the next there was a red card there and then Waterford ended with 11 players yeah. and by my man who was down at the game reckons they could have landed with le- even more yeah. even less sorry um, said the ref could have given them a few more black cards and didn't in the closing stage and maybe felt sorry for him no I know he threw three or four <laughs> but um, sli- yeah uh, slightly didn't start overly well they said and gave away a few frees but when they got momentum um, things went better in the second half obviously and tripped over a few points and Nathan Rooney done well when he came on as well off the bench so it was a big it was a it was a, it was a it was a good win to get because it would have been a real disappointment after picking up whatever points we have to not go down and beat Waterford who although the tip of the weekend why I said Waterford plus four might be, might be a good shout yeah yeah no, um, plus four was and it came in obviously because if you look at Waterford's uh, standing in the league they may be down the bottom, but their score difference shows that they've only lost a few games. Like they only lost a point, obviously, Sligo. I think a point to they Wexford the week five four. Five games and they're minus fourteen. Yeah, so, so by two to three, two to three points each game. So they're not that bad. To go down there wasn't bad. Wasn't a bad win at all with the personnel down, and obviously it gives the fellas who come in uh, a chance to impress. I know Kenny Gavin got probably his most time in a Sligo jersey. He came on after around thirty six minutes. The tour is ramming forward, so it's good for him as well. And. Nathan Rooney back in the side too. So anyways, looking forward to this weekend. It's Leitrim at home. Uh, that should... It's a pity it's not a... It's just a pity to tip Pear Cavan. Because it would be an absolute cracker of a game. Winner takes all from Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It would have been like... Because, you know, are either of us going to get to the Connacht final? Probably not. Maybe not. Probably not. I don't know. And then the Talton Cup. So this is... Yeah, yeah. This is... Yeah. It would have been a great one. Now, it still have to go and win it and hope that London do you a favour but the thing is with London game it's on the night before that's great I only found that out when we came out here that's, so Tipper playing London on Saturday every game should be at the same time yeah. the last round of the league, round of league. even so, if they have to play Sligo here at 12 o'clock on Sunday yeah. I know Tip have to get home like, but if Tip win it's in Tip what's in Tip London have to get home, yeah. to get home yeah. but if, if Tip win on Saturday it makes um, the Leitrim game which should be one of the biggest games in the whole country irrelevant irrelevant a dead rubber but anyways we'll go to that next week and hopefully Sligo win so that's the seniors um We'll just go to the, the underage uh, very quickly. The 20s were in the Philly McManus. Philly McManus. Who the fuck is Philly McManus? Philly McGuinness. <laughs> <laughs> Philly McGuinness um, Cup final or league final, whatever you want to call it, against Westmead. That was on St. Patrick's Day, 2 o'clock. And they lost to Westmead 4 11 to 2 14. So only three points at the end. Now they were well down at one stage. They were eight points down. I think they were 2 7 to 8 down or no, 2 7 to 5 down, sorry. Sounds like um, a cracker, yeah. But they had they got back with a few good scores and a few goals later on, but then Westmead pulled away yet again. That's the team who will be in charge of action in three weeks' time against Roscommon yet again, I believe. Um, hopefully can pick up a win there. It's a few years since the 20s had a win, so it'd be great to get a win against Roscommon there. Obviously, there's good, good signs. They won all their group games in that, and only for a slow start, it seems, in Beacon on... Patrick's Day Thursday I keep I was going to say at the weekend but it was Thursday St. Patrick's Day they won't be too far away the Miners got their first win in the Connick, or in the Ulster um, Development League they bet for Manor 3-8 to 2-6 um, definitely gave it two halves because they were well on top I'm not sure I didn't get any reports I just got the scoreline here because um, they were well on top early and Fermanagh made a bit of a rally but a five point win for the under 17s managed by David Caffrey there um, our hurlers are into the Division 2B Allianz League semi-finals their first year up this high in the league it's the highest they've ever been and they're into the semi-finals they played Donegal and that they drew with Wicklow 3-17 apiece 
I think they were reeled in late on, but the draw is enough to put them through. Run, you have a bit yeah, of a report uh, on that match. Intern, right? Yeah, we had another intern on the field. That's two, two interns we had out this week. Yeah, um, he was on the field. He was <coughs> Fred Turbine was down there in, in McClough at the game. So what's his name? Uh, Freddie Turbine. Fred, Fred <laughs> Turbine. <laughs> but, uh, so, so, Brian Turbine's young fella. <laughs> yeah, they're from out there. Turn around about, yeah. Um, so, the report... Turn around about. Go on. The report, go. <laughs> so, the report we got from uh, Freddie, they started very well with early Ger- Gerald Kelly Lynch goal. Two more goals for half-time from uh, Andy Kilcullen and Captain Fidian Colley. Had them in a commanding 3 10 to 8 point lead at half-time. Uh, there was a couple of force changes injury due to uh, Paddy Foley and Gerald Kelly Lynch. And then Wicklow took control in the second half. Uh, played their way again back into the game. Uh, eating away into Saigo's lead. Uh, they got a, a, a last-second goal to equalise, basically. And when Jimmy Gordon, the Saigo goalie, uh, pucked it out, the ref blew for 3 17 each. Uh, great game. Uh, Andy Kilcullen was given the man of the match by Freddie. Um, now, Saigo ultimately knew that Derry had beat London, so uh, regardless of the result, they were they were true to the, the semi-final. So next week, that that's... That's Donegal, yeah. Um, so the top team goes straight to the final and that, and yeah, Saigo triple play off. And Donegal, obviously, on the second still get the whole advantage. Sligo played on the all early in the league, obviously, in Merkwich. Um, not a huge number between yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There was a few red cards. I think there was a few very early red cards in that game. If I'm, I could be mistaken there, there was a bit of bit of needle in it, I suppose. He saw very good chance to go beat Donny Call. I'd say that'll be in Letterkenny. I think they play most of their, their games in Letterkenny. But it's great to be... It's great to be in a semi-final in the first in yeah, the first year that high. First and year that high, yeah. Look, not looking too far ahead, but even if they did get to the final, play Derry, I don't need to fear them a huge amount because to play them in the first round of the league up in Celtic Park and put in a great performance and it was it was pure winter conditions that day. So, yeah, things um, still on the up for Sligo Herder. So, time, yeah, and yeah. big thanks to Freddie Turbine there, her intern um, from St Mary's College in Ballister, who was at that game and gave us a report. Um, we have to mention <coughs> one last thing: uh, the the handball, of course. And Barry Moatman, Cormac Finn, um, Barry Moat boy, man, I wonder, uh, he won the minor uh, four-wall All-Ireland Championship. Massive achievement. Big achievement, yeah. And there was huge celebrations out in Barry Moat. Barry Moat's Cormac Finn. Um, so he won that in King's Court during, uh, it was on Saturday, sorry, and there was great videos um, of his homecoming. So I have to give a big shout-out to... Um, to Cormac, definitely. Uh, you've seen, yeah. you seen a few of the videos on... Yeah, and there's a, there's a great picture, I think, of him celebrating just after that. There is. I just go through that. Sorry, I, I, I stalled it for a second because I, I only seen that Carly Cooney also was in the under-17 girls final as well. She obviously wasn't successful, but so it's great. Obviously, um, big handball community out there. Yeah, it's back. It's great sport. Some fitness in it. It's unbelievable, yeah. Do you think Ballisadere used to be big in the handball here as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they're still a good bit in Colony, I think. Right, okay. Because yeah. I always see someone on on Facebook. But yeah, so Cormac Finn is the All-Ireland champion. That's that's all you have to say. Great news. Yeah, big news. And well done, Cormac. And hopefully that will lead to some adult titles in the future for you. I like his jersey now, I have to say. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. You've seen the video of him celebrating. Um, it's a white and black. I'm not sure is that an actual Sligo jersey or what does he have, but or maybe it's just uh, a, a general handball one. And it's a great photo of him. I presume that's his dad. He's in his arms there. So well done, Cormac, all Ireland champion, the Ballymount man. Um, we're just going to do a quick roundup of our other sports um, around the the county, and we'll be done then. So you're not good at sports. It's a very small part of life. Sports, 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 sports. Bart, Bart rides up in the front seat today because he's a good guy at sports. 
Sports! Um, yeah, just a roundup of our, um, the other sports going on around the place. Um, we better start, lads. Well, we want to start anyways with the basketball. So they had their quarter-final playoff on Saturday evening, and it was um, a nail-biter. I was going to follow it on Twitter, and big shout to Circle Crowley, who was doing the updates and um, tagging us in them. Um, I tweeted at one stage off our page that the All-Stars were in control. They were... There were maybe 10, 12 points yeah. up, and I, the next tweet, it was level. <laughs> and, um, That's both funny like that, though. It is, yeah, if you had a run at all. Yeah. And momentum. Big, big time, yeah. So, and it was come, uh, then it kind of got back to five points, and it was coming to two and one, and it finally pulled away to one by five, 91-86 in the end against Father Matthews. That leads us on to, Shane was telling us last week how the playoff system works. So home semi-final next week. Um, in the Mercy Gym, half seven against IT Carlo Basketball, the Scallion Eaters, as they're known. That's on at 7.30 in the Mercy College Gym. So a win there. And we're heading to the National Arena for a final and a shot at the Super League, which would really kick bass or t- really would, yeah. kick basketball tickets, off. Get your tickets in early. Get your tickets, yeah, they're on sale now. I got mine there. Uh, looking forward, really looking forward to it. It's the first Saturday I've been free, Saturday evening I've been free, so I'm really looking forward to going in and seeing it. Hopefully... Um, big crowd again uh, I said it will be it's, it's the last home game of the season realistically anyways so a win there and one game away from the Super League and we'll be jumping we'll be going to the National Arena are we? Talent, right? um, the scores are up there I just my battery went my phone unfortunately um, I know Keith Jordan had a yeah, had a big um, one again that's okay Ron. you don't need to look um, we'll have it all big updates we'll be firmly on the, the All-Stars Plus, uh, this Saturday, so so big win, and well done to all concerned there. Shane, of course, is on with us last week for or two weeks ago for a very enjoyable um, interview. Yeah, yeah, good, good, reaction. Reaction, yeah. good reaction. Good reaction. Perfect man in Ballina, I believe, Ross. Yeah, apparently I'm angry. There's a bit of an angry man in Ballina said he wouldn't listen to it if he was paid to. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, really? Yes, yeah. 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 some uh, some powerful man in the pub. <laughs> it's a short rivalry, like so. It's crazy. It wasn't Liam McHale. It wasn't Dior. Whatever. It wasn't him either. Anyways. That's good. Um, so basketball won. Um, Ronan, Derek Fox has to get a shout out. He was the Sligo winner at Cheltenham. He was, yeah. He the uh, winner of the the ultimate chase, it's called. Um, board Corrick Rambler, I think it went off 11 to 1. Um, it's actually, it's funny because it's a running joke in our Cheltenham group. I don't think I've, it, like, I, I've ever backed the winner of that race, just in all of my years, Gavin, that particular race, I don't think I've ever backed the winner. And yeah, I sat in Foley's while everybody else around me cheered it on, and oh. I was nowhere to be seen again. But uh, no, in fairness, it was great. Great, right? He was out the back the whole way, and then brought him up with a couple of fences to go. You could see it two two fences out that he had plenty of horse on him. Um, and yeah, great, great to see him win. He was very unlucky in one of the grade ones. Then later in the week, he came second on a, a thing called a Hoy Senor. That was in one of the big races. It kept clanking through fences and nothing he could do about it. But he actually did a great ride on He's it. a real household name though, isn't he? Very good, Jad. I, there was obviously one of our national singles. Like the TV polls you'd see for like ride of the week. He would have been winning it, I'd say, until Florin Porter won the the stairs hurdle. Um, Danny Mullins wrote that. And then Rachel won the, the Gold Cup on Blue Tower. But it really was. It was probably, in my eyes, it would have been the best ride um, of the week. It was, it was brilliant. So Derek Fox still keeps going from strength to strength. So, yep. Um, Quick round of a few other things. Uh, the cricketers, they were um, battling slow again, actually, and they succumbed to defeat there, so I won't say much more about that. And a special shout-out for um, a Sligo lad who's playing volleyball, actually. Um, he had a win there in the All-Ireland quarter-final. Um, Stephen Austin, he plays for the Rat Keel Rattlesnakes out of Limerick, 
and uh, I think he's um, some sort of point guard, maybe net netminder. And Stephen Austin was involved in the Racky Rattlesnakes win. So they, stunning, stunning, stunning. Yeah, um, they go ahead to the volleyball semi-finals. Okay, lads, um, that's great. Good show. Uh, back in two weeks' time, and that'll be our last show before our live show. So Jesus. thanks for tuning in. Um, give us another like or whatever on the. The socials, um, Spotify, give us an order. DM us if you want a ticket. DM yeah. the tickets, we'll sort them, we'll sort them out. Um, you can actually start getting your questions in for the live show. We yes. Can, yeah. And he's big participation for this. And potentially any of you songbirds out there that want to do a bit of karaoke on the night. We still have the karaoke yeah, competition. Still going, it's yeah. going ahead, of course, yeah. It actually has to be the other day. I might have someone for that. He was more looking for a dance-off, actually, maybe. But, uh, we know that. Um, karaoke... Our normal guest uh, interaction, so get your questions in for that. Uh, we're about four weeks to that. So, good show, lads. Yep. DM if you need tickets. Like and share. Thanks very much. I'm going back to where the beach is near. Oh, the beer is to you. There's plenty of other women out of the crowd. Walking here on the one second. The is gone. And smuggled over at your back. By the riverside, well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Here he goes, and the ride is playing out over the fence. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.